Welcome to Four Books, the new podcast from Four for State. I'm Tara Alazawi, your host for today's show. In Four Books, we ask an author to answer four questions on the books that made them, on the books that made a significant impact at distinct junctures of their lives. It might be the book that guided them through a breakup, the one that they press urgently into a friend's hand, the book that best articulates love, or the book that opened up the world in a startling new way. Reading has a unique power to universalise the most private of experiences, and the books we turn to can reveal more about ourselves than we think. In four books, we use literature to glimpse the inner life of our authors. Our guest today is Decca Aikenhead, an award-winning journalist for The Guardian newspaper. My name is Decca Aikenhead, and my memoir, All at Sea, is out now. Exploring race and redemption, privilege and prejudice, All at Sea is a remarkable story of love and loss, of how one couple changed each other's lives, and of what a sudden death can do to the people who survive. OK, Decca, if we could begin by you telling me the book that changed everything. The book that changed everything is a book called Motherless Daughters by Hope Edelman, um, which I think I was in my late 20s when I came across. A friend, as I recall, gave it to me when her mother uh, had just died, but mine had died when I was nine years old. And I'd grown up thinking that lots of the aspects of myself that struck me as idiosyncratic or slightly odd, I had never connected with my mother's death. And reading Motherless Daughters, which is just really an anthology of, of the experiences of uh, of women whose mothers had died, particularly died when they were in childhood. And it was just a revelation. It was rather like reading one's own diary and putting the pieces together and thinking, oh, that's why I am implacably wedded to the belief that I will never live past the age of 39 because that was at the age at which my mum died. Or that's why I have always sought comfort in food in a kind of slightly secretive, compulsive fashion that doesn't quite make sense. And that's why I have maintained in my relationships, my romantic relationships, a degree of distance that always made everything feel quite safe because were any man I were ever involved in to have been hit by a bus, I would be okay because I had managed to make sure that I had never dared risk the kind of intimacy that that loss would render catastrophic. Uh, And all of these things that I had thought were just oddities about me suddenly turned out to be absolutely common as muck in the experience of women who'd lost their mothers as I had. So I think it is fair to say that changed everything for me. The book that you'd pass on? Ah, the book that I pass on is a book called Dog Years by Mark Doty, um, which I have a feeling that I only came across because I think an editor asked me to review it. Um, And the reason why I suspect that's how it came about is because at that time I was boring everyone to tears with my passion for a dog who I'd fallen in love with in Jamaica when I lived there and had to leave behind when I came home and I suspect that my editor may have been one of the many people who knew more about my Jamaican dog than they possibly ever (laughs) ever wished to um I didn't like dogs at all when I moved to Jamaica and on the very first day it was back in 2000 and on the very first day this beautiful what they call Jamaica brown dog um which is essentially a kind of It's a muddly mongrel type that you see everywhere in Jamaica. She appeared on the doorstep on day one and within a week she was in my bed and absolutely had stolen my heart. And uh, 
uh, at the risk of sounding like one of those lunatic British people who don't have form relationships with human beings, it's possibly the case that she was actually the love of my life. Um, I'm not sure I've ever felt anything more passionate towards any other sentient creature. Anyway, I had to leave her behind in Jamaica when, um, when I moved back to London and it was the absolute heartbreaking wrench of my existence. And uh, so as a consequence, I bored everybody about her all of the time and my various madcap notions about how to smuggle her home into England. Um, and I was given this do- book, Dog Years, which is a memoir about a man whose partner was dying and he bought a Labrador to comfort him through this awful time. And it makes sense as a book if you love dogs, but actually you could hate dogs and I think this book would still probably change your life because as an account of grief and loss and love and attachment and bereavement and depression, I've never read anything like it. Um, and as most people go through one of the above experiences, this is the book that I tend to give them when they're going through any kind of any kind of heartbreak. Um, and uh, it's the, reading it again is the closest way I can get back to feeling that I'm with my dog again. What was the book that inspired you to be a writer? Well, the book I'm going to mention was published in 2004, and so technically by that point I had been a writer for 10 years, but I was a journalist, and I don't think that's quite the same thing. And the book is called Ghosting, and it's a memoir by Jenny Erdl, who was a ghostwriter for a somewhat flamboyant publisher called Naima Tala. And uh, she wasn't a kind of fancy metropolitan glamorous author she lived in Scotland with her family in St Andrews and she wasn't a name because by definition a ghostwriter isn't a name isn't she by definition you've never heard of her and the revelation that somebody leading an existence a million miles away from what one can easily think of as a fabulous writer's life um the the revelation that she could produce a book of such beauty and richness and wit and humour and style made me think, well, anything is possible. Literally anything is possible. And it was the first time I read a book and thought, God, I wish I could have written this. And I, God, I wonder if I ever could write a book. Um, I can't recommend it highly enough. It's the book that I go back to time and time and time again. And it always reminds me of why I love words. That sounds wonderful. Thanks, Declan. Okay, and the last one. Could you let me know the book that you read to your children? Now, this book was given to me last Christmas by a very, very, very dear friend. And it is called Clever Polly and the Stupid Wolf. And it's written by Catherine Storr, who was a psychiatrist, I think. And it was written back in the 70s. And how it was possible for me to reach the point where I had then a five-year-old and a three-year-old and had not come across this book... I do not know because (laughs) there's a series of about three or four of them. I think we have them all. And for the entirety of this year, it is the book that my children want over and over and over and over again. And it's it's simply about a sort of a little girl. She must be seven or eight years old called Polly and she's rather clever. And a wolf who is very stupid but determined to gobble her up and... The stories are very simple, but beautifully, exquisitely written. And that's, I think the joy of them lies in the delicate balance in the wolf between him being foolish and faintly pathetic and rather vulnerable, but 
but also slightly menacing as a, as a wolf who wants to eat a little girl up, always would be. And similarly, Polly is very knowing, but also very warm and rather affectionate towards the wolf. And they seem to inhabit this entirely recognisable world in which she lives with her parents and her sisters in Hampstead and does ordinary things like go to the shops. And yet... It's also this extraordinary fantasy world in which her parents very seldom figure and she seems to live this largely independent lifestyle in which she's continually, casually bumping into a wolf and striking up conversation with him. The gist of which is always that he's coming up with the ruse of how to gobble her up and the conclusion of which is always that she finds some way to outwit him. And my children love this book more than life itself. And I have to say, even if I didn't have children, I think I would probably read it to myself. It is everything that you could ever want from a children's book. That was Decca Aikenhead talking about the four books that inspired her. Her new book, All at Sea, is out now. <laughs>